Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Words of Heart. In today's episode, we have the privilege of speaking with Nasoon Oki. Oki. Did I say that right? Yeah, Nasoon Oki. Oki. That's such a fast Nasoon Oki. Yeah. Interesting um, name. Um, Thank you for joining me today, Nasoon. Yeah, thank you. That's the name. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So it's Japanese names. So a lot of a lot of people play Korean You're breaking up. I I got part of what you said, but not all of it. And you're frozen. Uh, I, uh I hope you're still there, Nessune. I don't know why my internet's choosing to act up right now. Come on, internet. Okay. You're still there? Okay. Yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> okay. Um, if you could reiterate what you were saying before my internet decided yeah. to cuckoo, um, you were explaining the <laughs> name. Before. Yeah, so my name is Natsune, Natsune Oki, and it's a Japanese name. Right. Um. Thank you again for joining me today. Um. Yeah. Thank. Thank you very much for having me today. Awesome. So I'm. I'm so worried about mispronouncing your name. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. It's Natsune. Natsune. Yeah. So Natsune. Um, mm-hmm. If you could tell my audience a bit about yourself, that would be great. Yeah, so my name is Natsune Oki. I'm an author of the book called The Game of Self-Domination. I'm also a host at LifeUpEducationTV.com. I also have a business agency in Tokyo called Foreign Connect, where I help Japanese companies and American companies launch and expand their businesses in America and in Japan. Interesting. So, um, your book, The Game of Domination. Domin- the Game of Self-Domination. Mm-hmm. Self-Domination. Um, um, could you touch a bit about that, your book? Because I'm, I'm going to say um, the topic is definitely um, not a topic I've covered on my podcast really this mm-hmm. weekend. Sure. So the game of self-domination talks about how someone can create mental transformation in three different phases. The first phase, I talk about how can you have a dream. Uh, For someone to have a dream, it's very emotional experience. You cannot have logic, logical thinking. Like if you start thinking about, does this make sense, right? Like you never actually make a move because you will always have a reason not to commit to something. So in the first phase, All we talk about is emotional building. How can we build this emotion strong enough for someone to commit to a dream? So we go through different exercises for you to come to that point. And in the second phase, we start talking about how someone can persevere that decision that they made in the previous step. So in this phase, we're gonna once again go through different exercises that I give away uh, for for them to basically realize who they are because having a high sense of self-awareness is very important when it comes to perseverance because a lot of tough things happen and each each time you meet these doubts, each each time you meet these rejection failures, you will also like question yourself, right? Like, why am I doing this? So 
you always have to come back to that question of self-awareness, like why you're doing what you're doing. And that's like completely aligned to how you're formulating your perception of happiness. So we talk about that. And then also in the second phase, now we talk about logical thinking, how logical thinking fits in the picture of um, pursuing something. Because like I said, in the previous phase, we ignored that logical side, right? But when challenging things happen, if you drive only with your emotions, it's gonna be really hard for you to persevere because you're just gonna exaggerate whatever you're experiencing right now, right? right. So I'm gonna teach you how you can turn your logical thinking switch on to look at those like, you know, what, what does this like failure mean? What does this dejection mean? What does this hardship mean that I'm facing right now? So the second thing I talk about is high sense of emotional intelligence, right? And then finally, in the third phase, what we talk about is, so we've been talking a lot about failures. Let's talk about success and happiness. What, what is happiness to you? What is happiness to, um, what is success to you? Because a lot of us tend to outsource these answers to what the society teaches us how they should be, right? But in reality, they should be very much in, like in the, uh, very much different person to person. So in the third phase, finally, what I talk about is like the overall macro perspective of what happiness is and how the failure kind of fits in in the picture, the whole picture. Um, and that's pretty much summarizes the whole book. I'm glad you touched on that. And considering the different phases you mentioned, such as emotional intelligence and logical intelligence and in regards to how we um, view success and failure, um, mm -hmm. how do you feel your book has played or has been, a, how do you feel your book has played a pivotal role considering the pandemic season has brought on a lot of um, changes and reflection mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. any of us were not um, prepared for. Um, do you feel your book in the phases you mentioned plays a, a pivotal factor considering what's going on right now? I think this book talks about very like personal journey. So yeah. it's not designed to like cover like pandemic itself as an event. However, yeah. what this book can contribute to any hard situation is the mindset part. I talk a lot about mindset here. Right. And one biggest thing I point out a lot in this book is, I mean, like I get it, right? Like I understand I have empathy and things can get tough sometimes, but in the end of the day, it's a free competition. Like that's already included in the game. Like if you strive during those hard times, like, yeah, like I, I get it, like those are hard times, but in the end of the day, like at the end of the race, it's not participation medal, everybody gets medal, right? Like it's right. a competition. So anyone who quits, anyone who do well and keep complaining about the situation, I don't have any interest in convincing them to like, you know, come over here, like get over to this side. Like, I don't have interest in that. I think what I'm interested in is delivering this message that it's a free competition in the end of the day. You can like dwell and complain about your situation, but in the end of the day, people who persevere and achieve their goals, if you really want to be there, like you 
literally can't afford that time to like just dwell and complain you know right so yeah so that's that's a mindset part I push a lot with this book well uh, as far as perseverance goes just give you a little insight into me um I know the a great deal of perseverance considering my upbringing um mm-hmm. or the first well first I'll try to go like forward and backwards a bit um I had diagnosed with diabetes at the start of the pandemic last year. Being Mm -hmm. diagnosed with any illness or health diagnosis of any kind during this virus doesn't make the new adjustment any easier. It probably makes it even more terrifying. Mm -hmm. Um, But my mindset and my perspective, I took it as a blessing um, Mm -hmm. because um, the alternative was simply not being here. Um, yeah, I was on the brink of death. Um, my mindset was really screwed up um, in regards to that, but um, God intervened like he always does in regards to my life, and he um, put things in the right perspective emotionally, mentally, and physically um, through my mm-hmm. diagnosis. Um, but in more connection to the perseverance in spite of your obstacles because we all have our fair mm-hmm. share of obstacles and it's how we approach them that um really makes the difference mm-hmm. um for the first two years of my life I couldn't hear her talk um there wasn't really a medical explanation um or specific term for that at the time it mm-hmm. was I was born in the 90s so there was not much as far as technology or medical goes um but um so I wasn't, I wasn't given like a normal birth or a normal entrance into this world, so to speak. I had mm-hmm. probably a barely, probably a, the biggest challenge I ever had to deal with. And that's simply, I come out the womb, I can't hear her talk. And that was for mm-hmm. two years. Um, and as a result of that, I had to overcome a lot of challenges um I had to you know develop speech and communication and physical therapy and just my development my growth was a little hindered because I was like two years delayed um Mm -hmm. many people can learn how to tie their shoes at like seven I had to learn at like nine um just to give Mm -hmm. you an accurate picture so my whole life has been about defying the odds and persevering because of my derailments because the Mm -hmm. yeah yeah they're a part of me I can't change how I was born but I can change how I see my situation I can change the reaction how I see the situation um Mm -hmm. I could have given up I could have said screw it um the doctors told my parents I'm gonna be retarded so perhaps I should just put myself in that box anyway but I didn't do that I refused to do that so I Mm -hmm. continued to work twice as hard as everybody else probably more than anybody else and um the outcome or as far as my success goes was the fact that I ended up with a high school diploma and a 3.0 GPA and two scholarships when I got out of high school. Mm -hmm. Um, That's awesome. So as far as persevering, I completely understand that. And I guess that Mm -hmm. same mentality um, transferred into when I got diagnosed with diabetes. I could have said, no, I'm not going to inject myself with insulin every day, but it's either inject myself with insulin or die. I mean, there's, there's like, there's no like loophole 
when it comes to being diabetic. You have to either rely on insulin depending on what type you have or like there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it as far as diabetes or being diagnosed with anything. I'm sure there's other protocols and procedures and in regards to how whoever may be diagnosed with something and you could say no, forget it, or you could try to see the positive outlook towards it and try to use what happened to you, that experience, and mm. try to use it as an opportunity for growth and healing like I did, mm. or use that particular experience to help others in addition to your own growth and development and how that particular experience may shape you. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. I mean, adversity, right? Like adversity, I think adversity really just adds depths in people, um, adds depths in perspective, adds depths in the experience of growth, like you said. Um, so I can very much relate to that. All right. So as far as your emotion, your, you wrote your book, which I'm sure is doing incredibly well. Um, and I know many authors write different types of books on different, a variety of topics. Um, how are you, pers- with every all the knowledge you've gained, um, how have you personally put yourself into the book? Um, I know there's, you probably have knowledge in college education and everything with emotional intelligence and the, every other, any other phase you just mentioned, but how much, of you like you alone are fully into your book like did you Um, have any vulnerability or experiences in your book um yeah I think overall overall book content is really me I think because at the end of the day any input I would have I'd have my own perspective of it I would have my own understanding of it and very interesting thing about my personal experience, my unique specific experience is that I was brought up in the Eastern, like the Japanese culture, the Japanese way of thinking everything, right? But then I also spent good amount of time in America where there's this like entrepreneurial capitalism, like kind of thinking. So I look at the world of America from the lens of Japanese like people who's like, you know, tend to be a little bit more conservative, who whose teaching is about, you know, searching inside, like, you know, make a peace, don't don't want anything too much. Materialism is a sin, like kind of, you know, perspective, right? So those two culture kind of collide of each other. Like when it comes to, I guess, business, capitalism, like marketing, things that I talk about, right? So that makes it really interesting because my book talks a lot about, I guess, as far as the mindset goes, things that kind of contra- things that kind of contradicts with what the Japanese way of thinking is. Because I'm over here talking straight about like you know mindset, like what matters in entrepreneurship, right? Like failure is good, and it's not good in Japanese culture, for example, right? So right. it's kind of contradicts um but yeah that being said I pull from completely opposite direction like one way I pull from like western direction of like you know 
embracing the failure, encouraging people to fail, like encouraging people to get embarrassed of yourself, like encouraging people to pursue their dream. But that's not the particular approach in Japanese society. And one particular thing I, I think it's worth mentioning is when it comes to like humble, like being humble is a, such a big theme in Japan. The way Japanese people understand how to be humble is not to say like, oh, you're, no, you're nobody. Therefore, you shouldn't try anything. Like that's how the being humble means in Japan, kind of. But then my thinking when it comes to that, having that like a mix of the both culture is like, I'm nobody. Like I, I don't mean anything. However, if I want to win, like if I want to pursue my dream, if I'm nobody, I just have to work double. I just have to work the triple. Like I can still achieve it. So like I have this like a mix of perspective, right? So I, I do, I did employ a lot of like Western way of thinking in this book um, and talk about that as a method, as a strategy, as idea. But the way I, I'm announcing it, the way I got the narration on is always like, pulling from the instant view, if that makes sense. So I think overall book, I can pretty much say like, it's got such like my unique taste flavor of it. Okay, I'm glad you share that because many people, I mean, I'm sure they obviously put some part of themselves into it, but I was just curious how much of you were, was actually put into your book, but considering what you just shared, um, I'm very much looking forward to um, reading it, and I'm sure my listeners as well, and getting a more um, beautiful um, perspective from you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I do have my icebreaker question. Um, Many of my guests seem to have fun with this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Hopefully you will too. So if you could have any superpower that's not flying, or teleporting, or mm-hmm. levitating your body. Um, many people pick teleporting when I say they can't pick flying, but they can like, oh, I'm just going to fly on over to, I'm just going to levitate on over to Starbucks. Okay, no, you mm-hmm. can't levitate your body either now. So um, if you can have any superpower that's not flying, teleporting, mm-hmm. or levitating your body, which requires floating of some kind, um, what would it be? And feel free to have some fun with it. Many people don't always go for the practical answer when it comes to this question. Yeah, okay. Um, I, I, I can't think of anything right off my bat, but there's some something I heard someone else said was kind of cool. So I'm just going to go with it. Okay. Uh, someone said it would be like ability to learn, ability to master anything in a matter of just like one day then you just like learn everything and like you don't have to wish for more wishes because when someone says something like that, like it, a lot of people say like, I'm gonna wish for more wishes, right? Um, but I think that's like most close ability you can ask for is like just learn everything so fast that you figure out how to do things so fast, I guess. I, I don't know, I just heard it from someone else and I feel like that's like the closest thing I can think of right now. Well, I think I think that power counts learning to do things instantly and maybe mm-hmm. instant learning, I guess, would be a better <laughs> description as far as that power goes. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can just 
I want to serve and then bam, you can serve type of scenario. <laughs> yeah. So be cool. mm-hmm. my power, it's not exactly a power yet, but I feel like it would be one in the future would be the power for this podcast to be heard across other galaxies that have yet to be discovered. So they're not even on NASA's radar or NSA or any type of organization. They're not on any radar yet. Yet this unknown galaxy, wherever it may be, is tuning into this podcast right now. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. Yep. Intergalactic broadcasting on planet slipped on or whatever it's called (laughs) (sighs) i'm trying so hard not to mispronounce your name nasune yes ah i got it right good um we can keep talking all night long i mean obviously you can't (laughs) because it's daytime where you are it's nighttime where i am but um Time is not a luxury we have, or at least I don't have at the moment. So we're at the end of this awesome conversation. Um, do you have any social plugins where people can find your book? Are you going to develop a movie at some point? Like, give us the inside scoop to how my audience can get in contact with you. Yeah, sure. So my name is Natsune Oki. I'm a host at the Life Up Education TV and also my book is called The Game of Self-Domination, right? So if you search Natsune Oki, something will pop up. If you want my book, it's called, once again, The Game of Self-Domination. And you can find it on Amazon or my website. On my website, all my social is there. I'm active in the order of YouTube, uh, TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. And recently I started these two groups on Facebook. Uh, Both of them are free to join. So one group is called Breakfast Club and another one is called Life Up Tribe. Life Up Tribe is a group that you can tune in to send me any question you have so that I can feature it in my show, Ask Natsune Show. Um, and then Breakfast Club, you join and you will get more like a personal uh, connection with me as well as connection with other community member. So if anyone wants to like get more involved, they can also join these two groups. Awesome. Thank you for joining me um, today or tonight. I keep forgetting we're in different time zones. <laughs> Thank you for <laughs> joining me, um, Nasune. Um, it was a real honor and definitely an enlightening um, perspective for myself and I'm sure my listeners as well. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. To all my listeners, stay healthy, stay safe, and until next time. Bye. Hello, everyone. It is your heart warrior, Dion, here. I hope you enjoyed the latest episode of Words of Heart. If you liked this episode and would like to leave a rating slash review, please do not hesitate to do so. You can leave the review slash rating on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. In addition, if you would like to let me know right away your thoughts on this episode, you are also welcome to leave a voice message right here on the Anchor app. I hope you enjoyed this episode and have a wonderful day.